0: The Howler is brought to you by White Street Brewing Company, handcrafted beer made in the heart of downtown Wake Forest. Visit us just up US 1 at 218 South White Street or at whitestreetbrewing.com. Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Drew Blevins and Nick Sinopoli. A hearty hello and welcome to you inside our studios of the West Dunn building. This is the howler you're about to be given the state of Wolfpack Athletics. I'll be flying solo here on a special shortened Easter edition of the show. I'm your host, Drew Blevins, and as always, we're joined by a special guest. And in this case, it is the head coach of the NC State men's lacrosse team, Chris Demarest. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Drew. This is an NC State lacrosse team that has done some very special things this year. This is a program that is well on the right track. 11-3, and three, finishing the regular season. All three of those losses coming by only a single goal, so you look how close this team was to going undefeated. Coach, when you look at what your guys have brought to the table this year, what is it that is so special about this group of individuals?
1: Uh, the biggest one, I think, is just the, the leadership uh, by our upper specifically our junior class. Um, we have 16 of our, our members of our team are juniors, and they have just stuck with it. Uh, we're graduating just three seniors, and this class has really just taken over this program and really pushed it, uh, leading from the front, but really re- helped this, this whole thing, everybody gel together, bringing kids in, and really just working together as one cohesive unit.
0: When you look at the way this season has gone, was there any one game or any one moment where you realized this is going to be a special group?
1: You know, coming from behind in a couple games, uh, really, we we were never really able to do that. We would get down on ourselves, and really, in prior years, uh, this year was was a little different. We started off with a, a softer beginning of the schedule at Wake Forest, and then our second game we played West Virginia, who um, they're kind of doing some rebuilding stuff, but we came out and. Usually in that game, we would win 12 to six. We came out and commanded it, and it was 18 to three. We haven't, I can't even tell you the five, this is my fifth season here coaching. I have not seen us come out and score 18 and hold them down to just two or three, regardless of the team, division, or level. So really being able to take over a game and really just be the clear out and out, you know, uh, better better dog in that fight. That's That was probably a first for us, and we did it a couple times this year.
0: When you look at the way that this season has gone with you as head coach, was there any individual implementations that you brought in that Chip Thurston perhaps didn't have, or anything you felt specifically that was on you and your coaching staff that led to this season being so successful?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one was bringing in a larger staff. Um uh chip brought us up from a uh from where we were kind of uh 10 years ago the club was kind of falling apart but you know kept it together um i think what really uh propelled us up here was uh really just having more bodies um helping out uh when there's 28 35 guys to 35 guys at a practice having one or two guys you know coaching is different now every single practice there's three um and we've actually reached out to our alumni network of the recent graduates and we'll bring back specialists past goalies past face-off guys who have come to help out you know all conference guys who really just want to help and want to see this team succeed so um we kind of blew up the entire offense i was a defensive coach so one of my guys uh one of the assistants kevin dunaway he's running the same defense he ran um, knows it inside and out. Was fantastic. Two-time captain, all-conference, everything like that. Here and then, our our team's highest scorer ever is my other assistant coach, Bill Nifong, and just the stuff he always wished he could do or really wanted to implement. This he's now being able to implement it, and we're taking notes from all the big programs. What are they doing? You know, nationally, you know, your Dukes, your UNCs, your Denvers, and really implementing on our team. And you know, we're we're. We're getting good results on it, and it's it's really just a whole new ball game, and the guys have really
0: bought into it. Well, we'll get to your defensive specialty in a second, but I want to talk about this offense. It's led largely by Adam Johnson, who has had a couple of tremendous games here at the end of the season. But it's not just a one guy thing. You look at Jesse Melton and Miller Barber and Carter Rucker and Bailey Quinn and Michael Sullivan, names that just go down and down and down. This offense is so incredibly deep. What has the developmental process been like to get those guys to that point?
1: Uh, I think the biggest one was having guys step up to uh, really recognize that you know the kind of had this talk at the beginning with this again this very dominant junior class, um, saying to them like, listen, your window's closing. You've got 25 games left in college. You're not. You can't wait around anymore. There's no one else. You know that's going to step up and, and beat us. And I will tell you, Miller Barber has absolutely taken that to heart. Um, Adam missed a couple. He missed about four games here with that. He had um, he had a spleen issue where if he took a contact, the doctor told us he'd probably rupture a spleen or something. So he was out for a good four week part of the season. But um, he is just—they've all just taken his role. Miller has been the big driver from the side. Adam has worked the crease and just is our pure finisher, catch and shoot. Um I think he's got uh 24 goals and only 3 assists. Again, he's not looking to dish the ball, he's looking to go to the hoop. Um and the, this our first line of midfielders um Jesse Melton, we have a freshman Kevin Barry who was a I believe he was a three-time All-American, two-time state champ uh from North Carolina. Uh decommitted from a Division 1 school and came here. So he has been a nice little little wrinkle for us. He can he has a cannon of a shot, and then really just working with Nick Davis and some of the other starters um, to really really just gel. And we've got multiple looks this year. It's always kind of been we have a one trick pony on attack and one one guy on midfield, and they could just shut those guys down. And everybody else kind of just move the ball. Everybody's a threat, you know. We've got I get what is this? I think we have seven guys in double digits, three guys or five guys over 30 points. I, mean, it's just, it's one of those, like, it's, it, it's nice to have other options and we just, we've never really had that before. So,
0: and looking at your defensive core as well, there's a little bit of speed back there with Devin Johnson. You've got Tyler Horner as the long pull. You've got all of these guys also defensively that are able to really pull together and make the job easier on the offense. When you look over the last two games, specifically against George Washington, three goals against and against Elon two. how proud are you that your baby, the defense, is pulling their own weight as well?
1: That's great. Yeah, you know, I got a little chill when you said that you're a baby. It it actually feels like that. It's it's one of those. Um, uh, we kind of blew up the defense when I got here five years ago. They had a good core, but the systems and things just weren't there. Um, they never really had someone who. I don't know if they didn't have someone who played, but they didn't have. They had somebody who kind of ran uh, a pretty basic defense, and we've got a couple different looks. Um, we actually, it's funny we we kind of had to move personnel around we we knew cody was gonna start hopkins looks like it made sense jack was our lsm and tyler was that close but we just we're putting right guys in the right spots tyler is just so much better to the team as a long stick midfielder um and jack went down to close jack sorrell and has just really embraced the position um and then we've actually moved a, an offensive midfielder to defensive mate Chris Schultz and has absolutely shined. Um, has really turned into a guy who when we were like, well, maybe he's a third line offensive guy too. I, I don't even, I have no worries about putting him as a starter defensive midfielder. Devin Johnson, I can't even say enough about that kid. He is about as moldable as possible. Um, he just has all kinds of, um, uh, you know, just all all the all the little things that you can't, uh, you know, put on the stat sheet. You know, he's an automatic clear just by himself. His speed, his you know, for being a, for being as big as he is, probably five six, five seven. You know, 130, 140 pounds uh, will throw himself at a two hundred pound guy and just expect to win. And it's you can't coach that. That's a, That's something that you just you just have.
0: And be- so. and before we talk about the playoff picture. There is one more position left on the field, and that's in the goal crease. Parker Staten has been the guy ever since Brady Edwards graduated. Staten, in his own right, is playing excellent lacrosse right now. What can you tell us about your goaltender?
1: He is is probably about the quietest kid we have on the team. Um, He's really coming out of his shell a little bit. Um, But he is just so focused and wants... There's no, some guys you need to push and some of the guys you need to really hammer down and get them to get work against this, none. This guy, every, every drive, every piece of work ethic, it comes from within on him. He has no, um, yeah, there's, I, there's no stick. No, you don't need a stick at all. You don't even need a carrot. You know, he's doing it all himself. He asks for more more shots. I need more work. Can you do more of this? Can you push me more? I need to be pu- – you know, he's telling me more, more, more. Um, and he has absolutely stood on our head. We played – those were two good games these last couple, but I will tell you the one that impressed me the most was Buffalo. Um, we saw, he saw 25 shots on goal, and he saved 23 of them. We really love when a goalie goes above 50% for an average or around 50 He's never had a game that's below 50% on the save percentage. He's almost 70% on the year. And just even though, like, last game against Elon, they were getting panic mode and wanted to shoot, shoot, shoot. And he had 10 saves in the fourth quarter, you know, which is, I mean, most goalies may have that in a game, you know, average that in a game. And he had one of that in a quarter. So, yeah, he's absolutely been lights out.
0: This is a team that is putting it together at the right time. Now, looking forward to the playoffs in Atlanta. Everything will be set in stone coming up here on Friday night after the completion of South Carolina and Clemson, after the completion of Georgia and Georgia Tech. After all of those games are played, you'll know for sure, but NC State, so far as you can tell, so far as I can tell, is in the playoff picture. Looking looking at what will go on... From here on out, knowing that every game becomes that much more important come playoff time, what's the message to your guys as you start to march toward a potential championship?
1: You know the real, the real method of this team, and the real, uh, I guess, storyline of it is these guys. We hadn't made playoffs in a while, and now it's. Uh, you know, now we're I believe I can't. remember, This is three or four years in a row, and it's just expected. Um, it's we never win it clean. It always comes to tiebreakers. The, t- the top of this division is very competitive, but they're, um, they 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 know what it's like to go. They know what it's like to play close games. Um, we still haven't put it together and won a playoff game um, in this conference in the last couple of years. But you know, this is that has been the goal. Um, our past president John Huey, who lived and died through this team came through and was like passed the torch and said, You have to win a playoff game. There's too much talent. There's too much here. There's too much going on. And that's, you know, that's what these guys have really ran with that. And it's now it's not good enough. It's not good enough just to go. You know, it's not good enough to just go to the show. You've got to win. You've got to win. And, you know, we, you know, we've even got, uh, we had some national polls through our MCLA league here and they came back. We beat South Carolina, who is 19th in the. Um, in the country, and you know, we played Pittsburgh, who was getting votes up to the rank, and they we didn't get a vote. And these guys, and they were they were so fired up. They were so like, how could this happen? You know, we're taking down teams. Like guys, we haven't done it on a big stage yet. So this is our shot. This is our shot to do it on a big stage. And everybody's got us written off. As we even got a tweet from our conference congratulating Clemson on qualifying for the uh for the playoffs before they had even done it basically counting us out and our guy it just fueled us it just fueled it up and everybody just they're they're eating it they're eating it up and they're 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 looking at it for as as fuel for the fire so yeah we're we're ready we're absolutely ready
0: in your opinion is this a team that's going to be able to bring home that playoff win
1: i think so i i think this team can beat any team if we play the way we can play if we can go out there um the one guy I, I negated to mention out of this thing was our face off specialist is Austin Bell, our freshman. Um, came in out of a Broughton high school here, right in Raleigh. Um, and has had an enormous impact on our face. Um, he went 126 wins and 66 losses, which was about 65, 70%. And I'll tell you, to do that in college is impressive. To do it as a freshman is even more impressive. And. Really just, you know, being able to take over. Um, he had some game. He had South Carolina. We won 18 out of 23 face-offs. I'll tell you, we don't – he doesn't do that. We don't win that game. We don't win that game at all. So, yeah, I I think he, we're going to run up against the best our conference has to have, you know. Um, and The conference in, envelops 10 states, and we're going to get some pretty good lacrosse players. But I do – I think we got it. I think we got it. I'd love to – yeah, I'd love to extend that stay down in uh, Jemmy's Creek.
0: It certainly will be an exciting time to follow the NC State lacrosse team down to Atlanta for the playoffs upcoming here very, very shortly. Not this weekend, but the next. That's Coach Chris Demeris, the head coach of NC State lacrosse. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That will conclude our shortened Easter edition of The Howler. You've just been given the state of Wolfpack Athletics. NC State with lacrosse heading down to Atlanta. PAC-TV will follow them down there for the playoffs upcoming April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed it, bringing it to you. Until next time, I'm Drew Blevins. Thanks so much for joining us on The Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu sports. The Howler is brought to you by White Street Brewing Company, handcrafted beer made in the heart of downtown Wake Forest. Visit us just up US 1 at 218 South White Street or at whitestreetbrewing.com.